It's Taste of Country Nights with Evan Paul On Demand, Season 2, Episode 47, with Luke Grimes and Lainey Wilson. Special double feature. Luke, what has surprised you most about the musical community here in Nashville? I've told everybody about how much, like, how cool the community is here and how, how awesome this sort of, like, music row community is and how tight-knit and incredibly talented, but also really, really welcoming and sweet. Uh, I think what I've noticed is any any of the people who tend to be really successful at uh, at the music row game are really nice, cool, kind people. You know. Now it's important to note the interview with Luke Grimes was recorded uh, during the SAG Hollywood strike, so he wasn't able to really talk too much about Yellowstone. Uh, and then the Laney Wilson interview that is tagged on the back of this is from right before she won Entertainer of the Year. Both of these interviews were a lot of fun. I had a lot of fun talking to Luke Grimes and Laney Wilson on this episode. Now, if you missed any past episodes of Taste of Country Nights on Demand, we recently just had Toby Keith on, Walker Hayes, Dolly Parton, Jelly Roll, Reba. A lot of people have been on Taste of Country Nights on Demand this past year. And you can find that. Just search for Taste of Country Nights on Demand wherever you get your podcasts. And I hope you enjoy this double shot of Luke Grimes and Lainey Wilson, part of the Town Square Media Podcast Network. What's up, dude? Hey, man. How's it going? Good, man. How are you? I'm doing very well. Um, let's talk about pain pills or pews. I love the title, man. That's that's so deep, and, and a few. I never would have thought a few words could be so deep, man. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. It just kind of came from. Um, I was like, grew up in church. My dad was a pastor, and there was just something about. Uh, I felt like those were those were sort of your options uh, where I grew up. Oh, pain pain pills or, or pews. Yeah, yeah. There's a uh, <laughs> definitely a lot of pills happening. So those are those are your two options, and so you wanted to put that on display. Yeah, and it's actually uh, a song that'll be on the second half of of all of this. So oh, cool. Okay. Um, there's quite a few songs on the EP that kind of paint you as a guy with a lot of internal struggle uh, or conflict. Are are you pretty level emotionally or? Is it more of a roller coaster for you? Um, you know, I'd say that the reason I do things like make any kind of art um, is, is to level things out. You know, um, it's always been a tool for me. So uh, clearly, I that's what I do for a living. And 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 now this, uh, it, they're both artistic endeavors where I can really dig deep and get in there and and try to be as honest as possible. What you know. Um, and I think with the music now, it's uh, it, it, it's even more me. It's even more like a representation of of what's going on. And and you know, I, I don't think writing a, a sad song or or something like that necessarily means someone's more messed up or or complicated than anybody else. It's just you know, we're all human. We all go through stuff. And and sometimes for me personally, like writing it down or or actually singing it or saying it out loud helps you know what about acting is that an outlet can that be an outlet for you or is it could because you're you know constricted as far as creativity per se you know i just i have to be a little careful about talking about it because they have this strike right now and um 
you know, out of solidarity. I know we're not, you know, it's not to promote anything specific, but I, I actually don't know what I am allowed and not allowed to say. So I'm just going to steer clear altogether. Okay. That's fair. I understand that. That's fair. Um, uh, you recently spent a fair amount of time around uh, great singer songwriters like Ryan Bingham and Lainey Wilson. Uh, did any of you give you, did any of them give you any advice on the industry or songwriting in general? Cause I know Lainey's like a really good songwriter too. You know, I didn't get to spend as much time with uh, with Lainey as I would have liked to. We didn't have we didn't have a lot of days on set together or scenes together. Um, and here we go talking about that again. <laughs> My bad. Uh, but no, they they. Uh, Ryan's just a great guy. You know, I, I love being around him. He's just got the best energy, the best spirit. Uh, and if I've learned anything from him musically, it's just by watching him do what he does and being inspired by it. You know. Do you have you gotten to know anyone in Nashville? Um, and has anyone like fangirled over you? Uh, it happens, you know, from time to time. But I, I, I've made some good friends here so far. I think, man, I, I've told everybody about how much, like, how cool the community is here, and how how awesome this sort of like music row community is, and how tight knit and incredibly talented, but also really, really welcoming and, and sweet. Uh, I think. What I've noticed is any any of the people who tend to be really successful at uh, at the music row game are really nice, cool, kind people, you know. And I think if you're not, you're out. Yeah, anyone that has like try, I've noticed anyone that tries to challenge that, even like radio wise, like you, it's just a machine and it's going beautifully. And it's like you you can either join it but you're not going to beat it you know what i'm saying and <laughs> everybody is just so nice and it if at least me it's made me a better person just being a part of this community for so long that eventually you know you are what you're around and become um so I, i'm glad you pointed that out man cuz it, it really is it's like none other yeah man i i i it like you said i, I kind of changed me a little bit too i think i what I did artistically was never really like a, a team sport, you know, and I feel like music row and, and Nashville and, and country music in general, it, it it is a team sport because the song is the star, you know, that the songs are the star of the town. They win the day. And, uh, you know, sometimes the, the, the people who come through are just the vessel for, for putting out that great music, you know, <laughs> Do you have mixed feelings about like where you grew up? Cause like, Oh, Ohio is about your small town, you know, about where you grew up. And that's, it, it's not like great as far as like you telling the story of Ohio. Yeah. I mean, again, man, we go back to that sort of just trying to be as honest as possible. And, and I think clearly I left Ohio. Clearly I thought maybe there was more out there. And, um, and I think that song, I always, I always kind of equated to like, a breakup song with, with your, with your home or with a place where it's, it's not necessarily happy, you know, not everything about leaving home is good or happy. It's really hard. Uh, and, and, and I also wanted to come across that there's a, there is a lot of love for that place. I'm so happy to have grown up there and especially, you know, all the, all the people, all the friends and all the family. Uh, and I, and I, and I hope this song feels like a love song, but just sort of like, you know, it's melancholy in the way that it, it didn't quite work out, you know, you ever hear Bowling for Soup, Ohio, back in the day? Wait, what's that? There's a song uh, from the group Bowling for Soup, and it's called Ohio. 
Um, and it's all about like Ohio. There's been a lot of music about Ohio. I don't know. I'm going to listen to that song on the way home from here. I've never Dude, heard it. It's sweet. Uh, Bowling <laughs> for Soup, Ohio. Sweet. I'm going to check it out. Man. Yeah. Um, what do you have still have like family and friends that live uh, in your hometown? And, and when you go home, is it like crazy? Yeah, they're all still there. I have a pretty big family too. I'm, I'm the youngest of four. Uh, and then my, my brothers and sister have had kids, their kids have had kids. So it's like a big, big, happy Midwestern family. I go back every year for Thanksgiving because the, the week after Thanksgiving is deer hunting season. So I do the holiday, then me and the boys all go hunting. So I'm home for around two weeks over that period of time, pretty much every year. Hey man, let's uh, let me ask you a question. You hit a let's say you hit a deer in your car during deer season. You you taking that boy home and freezing him, or do you just leave him there? Well, I, I mean, do, do I have to tag it? Am I am I going to lose my tag over this? <laughs> okay. <laughs> if they just let me have it, I'll take it. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. Uh, growing up, did you get a lot of support uh, when you were chasing your artistic? uh thing or music i think man um you know when i started telling my 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 parents that i was going to kind of maybe either move to la or new york and it wasn't because i had necessarily wanted to go to some big city but because i wanted to try to do things that i couldn't do from ohio i don't know if they took it that seriously until i just never shut up about it because i started saying it at like like five years old. I was like, I'm going to go do this. And they're like, okay, buddy, good luck. You know, like every kid says that, but then I just, you know, I, I read every book I could get my hands on about how to like break in or, you know, do this or that. Or, and then I think, you know, I, I was about to graduate high school and I was like, I'm just going to, you know, save up for a car and, and drive out there. And they're like, Oh, he's serious. And so that at that point, you know, they decided to take it seriously and try to like stay involved as much as possible. So let me ask you, if you, you live in Montana now, is that right? Yeah. If you'd never moved to LA or Montana, would there be Luke Grimes music? Yeah. You would music came, music came first. I mean, not obviously not professionally, but I grew you know, growing up in church. I played drums in the worship band. Um, I was always in bands, uh, even when I was in New York and LA, I played music, uh, but I just never thought like it wasn't something, it's just something I enjoyed. It was my hobby. It was for me. It's not something I had any ambition around where I was like, I need to make this my job. I actually never thought I would for that, for that exact reason. I didn't want to ruin it. You know, right. I didn't want to put much pressure on it and be like, well, now the thing that I just love to do in my room by myself, you know, causes me anxiety um but you know so far man i just had to put that fear to bed and go i have an opportunity here i'm gonna take it we'll see what happens um and, and if if this is the only thing i ever get to do in this lane it was totally worth it man meeting all these people and 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 learn the lessons that i did about songwriting and and um yeah and even doing this meet people like you man hey thanks man i always ask uh i always like to ask artists what song on a new project their wife likes the best? But it's interesting for you because your wife learned English as a second language. But, you know, I'll ask anyway, does she have like a favorite? Yeah, well, man, what is her favorite? I think um, she was actually, a lot of people don't know this. When I when we did Hold On, she was sitting in a chair opposite me 
as we sang it, Dave put her in the in the room because he just thought it would change my my vocal performance. And so I think that's probably her favorite because she was there. But uh, you know, speaking of her English, her English is better than mine already. So <laughs> that's not do it. The office will do that to you, man. That's the show, <laughs> bro. That's yeah. show. Has she gotten to meet anyone from the office? Um, well, yeah, because I, 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 uh, yeah, I got you. You get it. Sweet. I got them. All right. I, that's all I got, man. Dude, I appreciate you taking time to talk to me. Absolutely, man. So nice to meet you. Let's do you it again. Too, you as well, man. Thanks, brother. Good Take luck. Care, dude. All right. Later, man. All right. Let's jump into the double feature here. Our interview with Lainey Wilson. What's up, Miss Wilson? How are you? How you doing, bud? I'm doing great. Good to see you. Thanks for stopping by virtually. Um, You yourself told me that Nashville was a 10-year town. You put in your time, and now you finally, you're nominated as Entertainer of the Year, the CMAs. What does that mean to you? It means that I have some big shoes to fill. Um, It's crazy. It really is. It's, it's, um, it's one of those things where I feel like, you know, nothing happened for years. I've been here for 12 years now, and um, it seems like the stars have aligned, and then they continue to align, and then align again. And uh, the truth is, I've just I've made a promise to myself a long time ago that if a door opened and it was the right door, that I was going to run through it. And it seems like a lot of the right doors are opening, and it feels like country music is finally starting to love me back. What you going to do if you win, though? What am I not going to do? I'm going to act a fool. I'm going I'm to act a fool. I'm going to have a lot of family in Nashville celebrating. Uh, and when I say family, I mean blood family, but also uh, people here in Nashville who I would consider family. I mean, you got to have a, a tight knit group of folks around you to do anything like this, to really just to do anything in life. And I just have a lot of supportive people who who it's a win for them, too, if, if we take anything home. I got gotcha. you. Uh, Watermelon Moonshine, your fifth number one. Has that set in? Uh, and do you celebrate these wins? I do celebrate these wins, uh, but I'll be honest with you. I, I am the kind of person where I'm like, this is incredible. This is huge. We celebrate it. We thank the Lord. And then we move on because I know that, you know, I know that I was I was given a gift and I'm supposed to share it with the world and um I'm not just gonna have five number ones I'm gonna have I'm gonna have more where that came from so on to the next one celebrate it be thankful for it but um yeah it's it's just about acknowledging it being proud of the moment and being like all right what's next um back when things a man ought to know came out you told me you were at a love's truck stop in uh taking a potty and you heard it have you heard anything fun or funny while been anywhere while watermelon moonshine came on oh you know nothing like that strikes me but i will tell you every boy i have ever dated in my lifetime thinks this song is about them yeah (laughs) you not realize that i like i dated other people other than you it is the funniest (laughs) thing it's like even if i've talk to somebody for a month or two they're like oh that song's about me it like somehow <laughs> makes its way up through the grapevine back to me and i'm like boy you know what if that butters your biscuit if that makes you feel good you're right i wrote it about you <laughs> um i need you to uh expand on what you said uh i think it was at the people's choice awards about uh, jelly roll that back in 2013 you're in a video with uncle cracker 
and you were passed out drunk in the video, supposedly, uh, mm -hmm. but, but you didn't get your hundred bucks. And can I you didn't... expand on that a little bit? Yeah. So I was living in my camper trailer. Uh, like I said, moved to Nashville in 2011, a couple years later, you know, money was tight. And I heard that Jelly Roll was doing this music video with Uncle Cracker and they were paying people a hundred bucks to come for the day and just kind of be extras in the music video. And so I was a drunk girl passed out on the ground and I never even got my hundred bucks, <laughs> but I was in the music video. So I, I tell Jelly all the time, I'm like, Pay up, boy. Pay up. <laughs> Do you are you in the video for like a millisecond? Honestly, I I watched it and I think I saw myself one time. But the truth is, like you could watch it and be like I never even saw her. Um, so they were probably like she wasn't worth a hundred bucks, you know. Okay, but when it first came out, though, were you telling people like, look, I'm making it. I'm starting to get some. Yes, I mean, I remember thinking that that was that was a big deal. You know, like I got asked to be in, in somebody's music video. Like it was definitely something I called home about. Okay. Um, as someone who dates an ex football player, let's dive in about Taylor Swift uh, with Travis Kelsey. What are your thoughts on this situation? Is it real? What do you think? I think it's real. I think like the truth is they're both extremely, extremely successful at what they do. And I'm sure that they have a lot in common because um, the truth is, you know, even me and Duck, he knows what it's like to to work really hard for something um, and kind of start from the ground up. And I think it was that way for the both of them. I think there's probably a lot of things that they they have in common. And so I, I hope so. I hope that they're just madly in love and, and you know, right off in a, into a sunset. I mean, or do we hope that they're madly in love and then we get a new Taylor record after they break up? Well, I mean, that could work, too. That could work, too. I, I'd, be, I'd be fine with either. <laughs> uh, I had Darius in the other day, and he said that uh, he basically has been begging everyone he knows to get in Yellowstone. It's his favorite show, and he wants to be in it. Darius Rucker. Have people like country artists been hitting you up on the low trying to get Taylor's number to get in there? I've had a couple of them, you know, be like, hey, you know, what what contact would I, you know, who who could I talk to about this or whatever? Um, but I, I try to keep those, you know, cards close to my chest, not because I want, want them to miss out on an opportunity, just because I know, you know, it's I don't need to be giving people's number out. I don't, it needs to be an, a natural organic way of, of them meeting. And, um, you know, I think Taylor is, he's a, a dude that is down to business. And if, if he is, if he's interested and, and wants to work with you, he is, he's the kind of dude, he's going to figure out how to get in touch with you. So um, I try to just kind of keep that separate if I can. What's next on your acting play? Oh man. Um, you know, I've, I definitely am interested in doing more acting. I will say I've I've learned that I just love being creative, whatever that means. Um, so yeah, what we'll see. Whatever whatever opportunity comes my way, if if I if I feel like it's right, if I feel like I can do the character justice, then sign me up, Buttercup. How long have you known about the New Year's Eve Nashville gig? Like how far in advance? We were just talking in our group chat. Like we don't even know what we're doing this weekend. Like how far in advance do you have to plan your life now? Dude, we are, we're already talking about 2025. 
So like you, there's there's some date in 2025 where you have to be. Already. I don't know if we have a show scheduled for 2025, wow. but we are definitely, we have next year completely booked as far as I know. And then we're talking about what the 2025 is going to look like, like what kind of shows are we going to be playing? Um, so yeah, it's, I do. I remember when I was just like, man, I, I hope I get a gig somewhere this weekend. I hope somebody calls me from their little hole in the wall bar and I get to play a four hour gig somewhere. Um, and it is crazy to think that now we're, we're like, working on our schedule years away, but that's just how it is. I mean, this business is crazy and it moves fast and um, you do have to kind of take a step back and look at the the big picture. Can we get an update on the land you bought? It's good. I'm, uh, Hey, I'm, I'm hoping I get me a Polaris or a K&M or something real soon. So that way I can ride around. I did steal the neighbor's this past week and rode around on the farm and I got eat up by chiggers all on the back of my legs. <laughs> <laughs> so if you see me down here scratching, you know what's going on. <laughs> um, your label booked you uh, last, your last tour uh, uh, before the CMAs. Doesn't your price like double once you win? Is Was that a thing? Hey, once you sign on that dotted line, whatever you agree to is what it is. And I'm I'm a woman, I'm a word. So whatever I said I'd play it for, I'm gonna play it. But wow. then after that, the price is going up. <laughs> okay. Was it hard for you to turn down the paychecks of Hannah Montana in pursuit of the slim shot of country music stardom? Because I know you were making some money at some point doing that. I mean, I was making three, four hundred dollars a party. I was doing three or four parties a weekend. And especially for somebody in middle school and high school, I mean, I was rolling in it as far as I was concerned. Yeah. But no, Evan, I'll, I'll be honest with you. It was time for me to hang the wig up. When I did, it was I was ready to to step into whatever it is that I was going to be doing. Um, I think Hannah Montana, impersonate Hannah Montana, really kind of showed me the ropes a little bit. Um taught me a whole lot about being in front of different crowds. Like one day I'd be playing a three-year-old's birthday party and the next day I'd be playing the nursing home. So it's, it's about <laughs> adjusting to your crowd. So, but I was ready to step into to my calling. Okay. Uh, one more for you. Um, you uh, just saw a story where you were like down to your last 20 bucks when uh, things a man ought to know hit. Um, are your ATM receipts now like uh, CVS pharmacy or how are you still recouping? Hey, we always going to be recouping. <laughs> okay. I'm always recouping. No, uh, I will say it does feel nice to to be able to start kind of doing some nice things for people that uh, have done nice things for me. And I, there was a time in my life where I just wasn't able to do that. And so um, even just, you know, if my mom and daddy want to come play, see me play at a show, like kind of getting them out there to the show and taking care of that because they've done so much for me. I mean, they have supported me from the beginning and they would take me to all these honky tonk talent searches and they were my believers before anybody. That's amazing. Me. So uh, it's just kind of about like paying it forward. You know? for you. I could totally see you helping out your parents and all that. You're, you're a caretaker. I love to see it. Well, thank oh, you. He's put me in a bind a few times. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you for everything. Congrats on the number one again. And uh, we'll see you next time around. All right, buddy. Be good. All right, later. You too. Bye. All right, we're going to bring in Billy Dukes uh, from behind the camera to talk about these couple interviews here. These were fun, man. I really didn't know too much about Luke Grimes until I took the interview, actually. Pretty cool dude, isn't he? I thought you guys really got along well together. Like, he kind of comes off as the kind of guy, like, 
you could kind of just grab beers with, you know? It doesn't seem like a Hollywood star at all. Yeah, no, I didn't get that vibe at all. Like, honestly, I didn't know, um, you know, how big of a part of, you know, that show, Yellowstone, he is and everything until afterwards. You know, I, I interviewed him just from the aspect of a country music, you know, artist on his way up. And then I was like, oh, wow, okay. Because I was like, oh, wow, another Luke. You know, here comes another Luke. And then I was like, oh, man, this guy's actually an actor and everything. Mm-hmm. He, um, he he kind of comes across as like a classic middle child. And I'm not certain that he's a middle child, but I, I guess that he is. Like, Because I relate <laughs> to this. Like, you want to get out of town. You're a little bit resentful of your hometown and maybe even your family, but you're not going to out and out say it. So you kind of bury it in a song. Like that yeah. kind of mood, I kind of really relate with. Yeah, uh, yeah, I, I, I get that. Yeah, but now I, I feel like they're all gonna know now once the once they hear the song. Yep, probably, and they probably knew already. His dad was a, a preacher, I believe. That was his story. Like, and he was big into um, like church was a huge part of his childhood. I think maybe to the point where he kind of pushed it away. A little bit like I don't know that if he was allowed to listen to uh, any um, non secular music at all growing up. Oh, wow. Okay. So it's kind of like the only person in the music industry that I know that's kind of like that is like Katy Perry, I think, right? Oh, is that how she was raised? Yeah, she her parents were traveling uh, ministers, and she was like on the road with them and everything, and she wasn't allowed to listen to that kind of music. And then uh, once she, you know, her first song was I Kissed a Girl, you know, so it's like, I feel like, um, you know, this just opens up the floodgates for Luke Grimes. He could go something else now. Yeah. He, and it's interesting to me that he lives in Montana uh, and then he moved there after he started on, on Yellowstone. So obviously he has no interest in like the Hollywood lifestyle, but I don't know if you've, you've checked out his wife at all, but she's like, a, she's a, I think she's a supermodel. Like she's like a Brazilian supermodel. So like her job is very New York and LA. Oh, wow. Yeah. I thought it was interesting that he's going to try to crack into uh, country music and not live in Nashville. And we've talked about that before, you know, Billy, you brought it up that it's really hard to make it, you know, if you're not in Nashville, um, going through the rounds and, and doing everything. So to be all the way out in Nebraska, you know, um, Montana. And making it and making it in uh, uh, film and um, country is kind of crazy. Okay, so here's the thing. Here's what I actually expect from Luke, Luke Grimes. Like the, the EP is called uh, Pain Pills and Pews, and he toured. He was kind of on break from Yellowstone, so he had a little chance to tour. I don't know that this is going to be like his first passion. Like I don't think he's going to be pushing radio singles and like going for CMA awards. I think it's going to be a little bit like almost like you remember the same label signed Chrissy Metz, who was in This Is Us. Yes. Do you remember that show? Same yes. label has signed her, and it was just kind of a little bit of a, a, a label to sort of park her musical aspirations as she was sort of inclined to chase them. I think Luke is pretty serious about the music, but I don't think he has dreams or... I think he understands that he's a better actor than he is a, a singer-songwriter at this point, so he's not, like, pivoting. But, like, he could have, like, a... You know, Kevin Costner has a band called The Modern West that's fairly successful. Um, yep. Kiefer Sutherland has a band that's moderately successful, although not very good. Like, I think it could be that kind of thing. 
Okay, well, how do they get? How does someone like that get signed to such a major label? Is it because of his acting chops? I mean, if he's not, you know, this label, yeah. uh, you know, if they if they're not going for country music ads and stuff, you know, I wonder why they pick up somebody like that. I think it's an agreement that is low risk from the label's standpoint. Like uh-huh. they're not necessarily investing a, a ton of capital into him right up front, but like they know that he can recoup a lot more easily than maybe a new artist because of his celebrity. And then from okay. like the actor musician's point of view, it's someone to really give your music music some credibility and some distribution and even some, some promotion that you wouldn't get if you were just kind of chasing it as an independent artist. Ah, okay. I mean, that makes more sense, I guess, you know. Um, yeah. I really wanted to talk more Yellowstone with them, but uh, it got a little weird because they, like we said, they were, they were in their uh, writer's strike, but I wish I could get, uh, like, book them again and talk to them. He was so, so buttoned up. Like, he had no, he didn't, I don't think, he didn't seem to know, like, what he, like, it seemed to him, like, just even acknowledging that he was an actor might run afoul of the the writer's strike. I was like, yeah, I was like, man, I got (laughs) to tread lightly here. I I don't, I don't know how far he wants to even go. Am I supposed to acknowledge that he's an actor? Like, yeah, he stuck to his guns. I, I wish that he and Lainey Wilson would have spent a little bit more time together. Um, it sounds like, I think talking to Lainey, she had told us previously that she spent a little time with Ryan Bingham, I think, uh, and Luke and Ryan have had time to spend each other. But it doesn't sound like Luke Grimes and Lainey have kind of kicked it at all or even really had a chance to talk music, which is kind of a bummer, I think. Did um, Does Luke Grimes' music get used a lot in Yellowstone or no? Uh, he, when he dropped... When he was kind of preparing to release new music and release that EP, because the EP came out in the fall. Um, you know, I take that back because the EP came out in the fall of 2023 and there was no episodes of Yellowstone. There was a couple songs used late in season four, season five, maybe one to three songs used. But, you know, there's certainly artists. Lainey Wilson has had several songs used. Ryan Bingham has had tons of songs used. And then there's bands like Whiskey Myers um, that have had a lot of music to lose. So... A little bit, but not not a ton yet. Do you think that Luke Grimes gets signed if uh, he isn't his music isn't featured on Yellowstone or vice versa? I don't think he gets signed if he's not Luke Grimes. Okay, okay. I mean, not, did he have to, to have like those songs? Like, did the songs get on Yellowstone then he got signed to a label, or was it the other know. way around? I'm not sure. That's a good question. I don't. I don't know if one necessarily had to happen for the other. Yeah, uh, like is uh, is the uh, yeah. I wonder if like the label is like, all right. I mean, you were good enough. Yellowstone use you. We'll sign you. Or if it was like, um, you know, if Yellowstone was like, if you get on a major label, then we can use it. And then he was like, okay. You know, I I always wonder how stuff like that works. Yeah, they've always said that Taylor Sheridan like he'll pick songs he doesn't care at all about like the p- politics of it um but he's clearly helped out some of his buddies i was gonna say that guy is like uh, can make a break a career like in a heartbeat yes. I, I was talking in the laney interview i i think it was this laney interview i've talked to her a few times but she was telling me how she keeps his uh number close to her pocket she doesn't share it mm-hmm. with any other 
country music artists that might want to get into Yellowstone. She said they should um, that should happen for them organically. Yep, that was this this interview, um, and, and this so we conduct you conducted this interview in October, which is interesting because it was before she won CMA Entertainer of the Year, so there was a lot of uh, pre CMA talk right at right at the front of it. But if you go back to like when you talked to her, I think it was either in January or maybe it was in the spring. You know, she did talk about how appreciative. She was much more sounded like a new artist then, you know, being really appreciative of Yellowstone and that opportunity. And it really did give her a boost. Um, I mean, I don't know if she's entertainer of the year, if she doesn't have sort of that Yellowstone lift. Interesting. So is Taylor Sheridan like behind the scenes, like sprinkling fairy dust on these uh, artists (laughs) and making their careers instantly? You can see why people are trying to get on the show. That's for sure. I mean, <laughs> I mean, it's a, it's a, some of the people that we've talked to that have been trying to like get music on the show. Ernest comes to mind. Thomas Rhett. Um, we know Cody Johnson's a fan. Didn't Nate Smith say he was a big fan? Yeah, I think Darius Rucker even uh, said something yep. about it. Yeah, Darius. Darius was like he would have he would have left the interview then if he got a call. Like he was all in. <laughs> He would have paid for his own flight yeah, and lodging. Definitely. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's a lot of artists want to be a part of that show, but he's only, I mean, Laney Wilson's the only one that he's booked, of course, from Ryan Bingham, who was a kind of a regular cast member. But um, do you think there'll be any other ones? Or do you think Laney's going to share the spotlight? You think she's going to get even more songs in Yellowstone in future episodes or in the, uh, the spinoffs? I don't think Laney will come back. She might have music featured here and there. I do think that there will be another country artist because he seems to be like he reached out to Cody Johnson and Cody couldn't work it out. Um, who is the one artist? Uh, Cody Hibbard? Cody uh, was is a Christian artist who admitted to us that he was booked to be a, a major role on the show on season six, but season six got scrapped. So his role kind of went out the window. Oh, it needs to be like, uh, I'd like to see him sprinkle a little fairy dust and revive some uh, careers that have stalled a little, you know, like uh, we need to see like Chase Bryant or Hunter Hayes or something, you know? I couldn't see Hunter Hayes on Yellowstone. That doesn't seem like (laughs) Chase Bryant. Maybe. (laughs) <laughs> I don't know if he's up for it. <laughs> I'm yeah, just going to say that there's, there's people higher up on that list than Easton Corbin that I want to see. <laughs> Let's get Billy Currington up there, man. Come on. That'd be interesting. Um, he's that a fighter. Would be. Uh, <laughs> would be. He'd be the only one barefoot. Right. 